You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Welcome everybody to 80s Revisited. I'm your host, Mad Dog Tannen. <laughs> with me, with me is my little lackey here, One-Eyed Dano. Tell him hello, Dano. Greetings, everyone. We're gonna talk to you about this some bitch McFly that came into my town and made me look like a fool. Oh, you yeah. forgot to introduce me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Clean the manure off of you. Anyway, oh, everybody, hell. that was the end of Masterpiece Theater for this week. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And the other, Dan Angelo. And with us, as always, our producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. What? It's Jesse's great-great-grandfather, <laughs> Josephus Sedgley. Josephus. <laughs> and, of course, if you haven't guessed already, this is 80s Revisited, your weekly blast of the past of all things 80s film. You haven't messed up so far. See, now that you said it, <laughs> it's... Uh-oh. Well, I did actually say... I didn't say 80s Revisited before I said who we are. No, no, I'm talking about just like getting tongue twisted for a couple. Like, there's always that little one moment kind of early on in the podcast yeah. where you're like, I just get so excited because I know we're about to talk <laughs> oh, about brother. an amazing movie. But of course, this is this is kind of sad. It's the last Back to the Future movie, and uh, what a ride! Yeah. <laughs> what a journey it's been. It was a good three days for but, me. Uh, <laughs> Daniel has now well. You so you watch them all back to back anyway, so pretty much. You, yeah, it wasn't like one of Star Wars we did all in one day. This was you did yeah. three days. I mean, Star Wars I got like all. a hefty dose all at yeah. once, <laughs> all at once, like sensory overload. <laughs> Have you revisited any of the Star Wars films since you watched them? No, God, you bastard. There's only been a few movies I revisited that I hadn't watched. It's The Shining. Well, I hope on May the fourth <laughs> that you will consider watching at least yeah. one of. The wedding gift, unwrapping the wedding gift I gave you of the Star Wars trilogy. But I enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> I know, <laughs> not as much as I did, but it's okay. I can live with that. But yes, Back to the Future Part Three. Now this is a first for us. This is the first '90s movie that we're doing on the podcast, as it was released May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Dang. Less than a That's year. Not the first one yet y'all have done, huh? In the '90s. So yeah, this we did Star another. Wars in '79. That was not in our late 70s because we... We did video games that came out in the 90s and TV shows that came out in the 90s. Yeah, Daniel's a late bloomer in the 80s. All right. Which, I mean, just just look at it this way, you know. You had to live four years longer than me, so... You know, it's a a worthy trade-off, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, this is our only 90s movie that we will ever do. Uh, Uh, I wouldn't say ever. uh, Well, until we Mm. change the title of the show. Well, you never know. They might have something else that stretches in. You said if we do Naked Gun, maybe. Nah. If at least two of the movies, like, we'll, we'll, we'll play fair, because Star Wars, two of the sequels were It has in, to be a majority? Yeah. Okay. Uh, most of the series needs to be in the 80s, with the exception of Rocky or James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> or Rambo. Rocky or James Bond. <laughs> I think the first Blood and first Blood Part 2 were both in the 80s, I believe. 
John. First blood might have been seventy late. 70s. John McLean. Anyway, so that we're doing this, of course, just the same way reason we did. We have to justify it to everybody. Nobody's like, "Where's this age revision? Why are you talking about a nineties movie?" Well, if you listen to our Star Wars movies uh, coverage, because Daniel hadn't seen any of them, he had to see Star Wars before he watches Empire and Jedi. Star Wars so, came out in seventy-seven. That is so correct. Had to get that one in. And of course, you can't watch back. We can't just let him watch Back to the Future one and two, and never see what happens to Marty McFly and Doc Brown with that bolt of lightning <laughs> since Doc flying through the air, or his contrails of flame in the air, and that mysterious telegram that arrives for him from 1885. Uh, from Western Union. I wonder if that would be possible, if that's even feasible, that if somebody today said, I want this delivered... 100 years from now. Yeah. Would that to happen? To this spot. Yeah. Well, the dude even says he didn't think he'd show up anyway, so I guess it was more of a joke, like... Yeah, I guess it works, but I wonder if that could really happen. I wonder if you if definitely Western start Union, some conversations in that office. The only <laughs> thing you'll have is close that to that is is a time capsule. Yeah, to ever have that really yeah, happen. Go dig it in a hole. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so ingenious. I'm gonna know. dig it here, and then in 70 years, your grandkids or whatnot, then they can come search. <laughs> It'd be your only really choice. <laughs> but it, I think it's just so awesome too. How, I mean, he literally disappears in the sky. And you're like, what the hell? You know, oh shit, mm. Doc. And then, like, you know, car pulls up, like, right... Just like the beginning of part two, where Doc's celebrating in the streets after... At the end of part one. Mm-hmm. And that, it's almost like the scene just didn't even... You know, there wasn't even a lapse. It's just... Yeah. He runs around the corner and... Great Scott! I'm back from the future. <laughs> and this one's the same way they just start... The way they tie... No films tie together. Even, you know, last frame to first frame of the next one, as well as this series. And that's yeah. just... That's so awesome to me. I appreciate it. They start out so right back to the point. Yeah, like mm. it's it like exactly where it left off. And of course they need a little refresher. Yeah. Just remember this is what happened, you know, which is it's fine. They don't like do like the first twenty minutes, the last twenty minutes of the film to add runtime to it. But uh like you mentioned, May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. This was uh more akin to the first one being released in the summer. Like I they you know, this is the third entry in a franchise, obviously a blockbuster. Excuse me. So it was a summer release. Uh, IMDb gives it a 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes, 73%. So practically the exact same rating, you, in a sense. You kind of mm. got to think about it. That's six months apart, right? Yeah. From one release to the other. You don't see that too often. Yeah. I mean, the only, mm. I mean, a year, you know, mm. with the Hobbit yeah. and Lord of the Rings and everything, but those were li- they're planned out to be released that way. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. And uh, the only new addition to the cast of note, aside from, I'll let you talk about the voice actors, the three uh, guys, uh, well, but, I really, I know two of them, but actually, I almost wrote that down, but I didn't think mm-hmm. anybody might definitely know, that, know one. Yeah. You know, cartoon voices, uh, but of course, Mary Steenburgen as Clara Clayton, <laughs> Doc's love interest. <laughs> you wanted me to say? Something. I just want to see what your reaction was. We don't do good imitations on here, but I think mm-hmm. what would you say, Jesse? I think that's a pretty dead-on imitation. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking her up <laughs> to see how good that is. But uh, of course. Uh, she was also in Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley, and also What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and she's otherwise known as Mrs. Ted Danson. Yeah. Or are they still? To- I don't know. Are they still together? I think so. I think. But uh, I think you mentioned you thought you thought she was pretty attractive. Yeah, I think she's. Pretty- uh, I wouldn't say she's a dog, but um, in Step Brothers, she was gorgeous. I was like, I, that cannot be the same woman. Of course, you know, a couple thousand dollars here, a couple thousand dollars there. Things are done. It here is the same here. woman. Little little nip here, little tuck there. Uh, but she's gorgeous in Step Brothers. It's like, wow. 
I can't believe this is like Jane Seymour. Clara Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> but, Jane uh, Seymour's gotten hotter. And so, no, no, no. Like from to me, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, to like a couple years later after that show was all. What was the? She was in that one movie where she kind of old school. Oh, oh yeah, she was in old school. Or no, wait, no, one, no, uh, no, no, no. It was it was uh, one of those movies though. I'm trying to think. Wedding Crashers. She was, yeah, she was the mom. Yeah, yeah. I think she is very attractive for her age. I mean, I think she's attractive regardless. Yeah. I mean, like, but I don't, I don't. There's not. I don't really think. To me, there's not a time where she was like best because I don't. No, she it's looks just the same compared. To me. Compared to like her 90s, compared to some of her early 2000s, I think she's pretty. No, I think she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, she was a model. She was a Bond girl too when she was younger. Yeah. That was her first big break, I think, in *A View to Kill*, whichever one took place in the swamp in New Orleans or whatever. I think. I don't know. It was a Roger Moore one, so it's not that important. Uh, but yeah, I think she's hot. And there's 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 Claire Clayton. Look at her. That mop top, man. Jeez. She's got a pretty face. Yeah. See, look, that, that, that was a more stepbrother. Like, there you go. Like, a little more modern. How she kind of looks today. I mean, the, the 1880s clothing and hairstyle and <laughs> hats don't do her justice. She she can she does look fairly attractive in some scenes. Yeah, there you go. See. Mm-hmm. What's that behind her? What movie is that advertising? Something. You can't see it, but I'm trying to reason it out from what it says, but I don't want to spend five minutes doing it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, she's only pretty much big new addition to the cast. Oh, that's the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, sure is, yep. Yeah. Which was released 25 years from... Uh, 1885? <laughs> I don't know. When yeah, they showed it in the little the So it was booth. released in maybe 2010? It was released in, uh, shit, it was 25 years, so... Uh, 1980, 1985, and then 25 yeah. years, 2010. Yeah, because uh, the it was released October 25th. Almost 25 years to the day when Marty supposedly went back in time. So that was like the big deal about it. It was a big event. But, uh, so Daniel, you never saw part three before. You you had just finished watching part two. Doc disappears. You don't know where he's gone. Although they, well, they do kind of show like it's programmed yeah, to the, the <laughs> thing. So you know he's gone. Like, oh shit, Marty's still in the past. What's going to happen? This mysterious man in an umbrella and a trench coat hands Marty a letter. Very meanly too, like. Like, menacingly, I should say. Uh, and then, you know, he reads the letter and then it it's ends. The guy from Happy Gilmore, wasn't it? I don't remember. The jackass guy. Was it? Pretty sure. I know who you're talking about. I can recognize the face. I don't remember. Almost. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I believe Jesse. But uh, what did you think of Back to the Future? Michael Part Landon. 3. <laughs> it was Michael No, Michael Landon was in the first one, Daniel. <laughs> he wasn't in the third. <laughs> um, like, at the end of the second one. And you kind of get to see, kind of tells you, shows you Back to the Future 3. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I liked it more than the second one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty interesting. Got a kick out of it. This is one where I like uh, Doc a lot. Yeah, they mm-hmm. definitely focus a little more on his character, like yeah. overall, because of course he has a love interest. But then it's because uh, previously in the trilogy, he's like, you know, he always wanted to go to the Old West and, you know, it was like a passion of his, so to speak. And then uh, in part two, his shirt has cowboys and Indians on it. Mm, yeah. Uh, which is an inconsistency because at the end of the first one where he shows up, it's got Chinese writing all over it. So, because they refilmed the be- end of part one for the beginning of part two, because obviously there's different Jennifers. Different, yeah. So, but he's wearing the what he wears in the movie in that one. But mm-hmm. at the end of part one, he's not wearing the same shirt as he does in part two. Didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I look for stuff like that. Also, Biff's character of Mad Dog is my favorite of his. Oh, definitely. Character. He's so awesome. 
Um, I don't know, and just enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Western type fan, but I got a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Western fan, but it has to be like a good, like if there's a good movie. Yeah. Like, like we talked about uh, the first Back to the Future, but Django Unchained. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, big, it's a Yuma. Western. 310 to Yuma is uh-huh. amazing. Uh, uh, some of the old Clint Eastwood I, ones are great. Uh, actually, one of the best ones I ever saw was Open Range with uh, Kevin Costner. I never watched it. That movie, like, is badass. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Like I and I don't, like I said, I don't like westerns. That's not like my favorite genre. I'm Unforgiven's pretty good. Yeah, I watched that once or twice. I finally you, saw Butch Cassidy. Never watched the old one. Yeah. Yeah. Finally saw it. Good. I liked it. I was actually thinking about because it actually plays. We talked, uh, I think, last week about how when it's a Rocky L. Uh, they do the old movies mm-hmm. on the big screen. They're actually doing Butch Cassidy and the Sentence Kid on my birthday on the 30th. Hmm. I actually thought I'd want to see it there because I've actually never seen it all in one sitting. I've seen oh. this part here, this part on TV. It's on I've never Netflix. watched That's it from watched. beginning to end. And the thing is, we actually started it uh, to watch it when just to, where I something in the background over the holidays and then we eventually watched Firefly, I think so. Which, in a sense, is a western. <laughs> a space western. That's true. It's true. Which, you should, get, you should watch, Daniel. I think you would like Firefly. Well, maybe not, because you don't watch Star Wars. You haven't seen Star Wars more than once. You mm. might not appreciate it. You might hate it. <laughs> which, in <laughs> which case, like, we would have to not be friends. But, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, we'll, talk, we'll get into like the rankings of the, of the films afterwards. But uh, we talked about how in part two, I, I mentioned how there's a, lot of, several, a couple of Jaws references. Uh, this one is full of Clint Eastwood references. Mm-hmm. And behind the camera and in, uh, in front of it. Of course, you know... I think one of my favorite scenes in this one is the first time you watch it where he says, what's your name, boy? And he says, you know, he th- you can tell he's thinking about it, like, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, like, what kind of stupid cowboy name is that? I mean, it's like, that's like one of the, the first time I saw that as a lad of 10, I even knew how funny that was <laughs> and just cracked up. But uh, they actually asked him, for per- Clint Eastwood, for permission uh, for his name to be used as Marty's names, and he consented and was, he was tickled that they wanted to do that, like, you, you know, wholeheartedly. Well, he wasn't like Chris McGlover, like, no, you can't use my name. Give me a million bucks. Because Clint's badass. He's like, yeah, you do that. I'm tickled by it. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And we mentioned, too, that the guy that re- replaced uh, Chris McGlover in part two, uh, Weissman, I believe was his last name, but he was actually in Pale Rider with Clint Eastwood, which, uh, it's, uh, there's another tie to part three from that because the train station in Back to the Future 3 is near the site of the train station that was built for Pale Rider, but they disassembled it and used half of the train station from Pale Rider as, uh, let me get it straight so I don't misspeak, uh, became to each, ha- each half of the train station became a different part of a building in 1885 Hill Valley. One was uh, the north end of town by the uh, horse corral and the train tracks, and the other was by the water wheel. Which I've seen Pell Rider once when I was a kid with my dad, so I don't remember what the I damn train station it. looked like. Mm-hmm. But it's a Clint Eastwood movie, and part of that set, actual set, and where they filmed that one of his movies is where they did this one. So it all ties in together. Uh, and also, an, an, yet another Clint Eastwood reference in this film was that uh, when they're at the drive in before uh, Marty goes back to the West. Uh, which is a fake drive-in. It's not a real drive-in. It was built for the movie in the middle of uh, Monument Valley, and they tore it down right afterwards. Unfortunately, it's not still there, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been a cool pilgrimage to make. But uh, when Marty mentions Clint Eastwood to Doc, of course, they're in 1955, so Doc doesn't know Clint Eastwood, so he's like, Clint who? Well, the two movie posters behind Doc, it's, uh, let me see, it's Revenge of the Creature and Tarantula. 
those were some of the first film appearances of a young, unfamous Clint Eastwood. Oh. Those two movies. So yet another Eastwood tie into the film. There he is. Looking at a picture of him. All. Yeah, but he's like a scientist or doctor or something. I think I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or off the podcast, but how awesome would it be if Clint Eastwood was young today? Mm-hmm. Like what roles, you know, would he, would, would he have been up for Die Hard? Would he have been up for Wolverine? You know, like what movies, modern movies, would him, him displaced from his time? Where would he have fallen in, you know, Hollywood these days? Because, of course, I mean, he got he's famous from his spaghetti westerns, and then, of course, you know, now he's an amazing director, one of the best working directors out there, in my opinion. But it would, I think it would be really interesting to see someone like him where he'd be modern times. Hard hmm. to say, though. Because he's not exactly a mo- the most versatile actor. Yeah. Would he end up being like, right. you know... Because, I mean, Dirty Harry is the man with no name, except in modern times, rough, basically. So, I've always wondered. Maybe if I build a time machine. I'm going to stand on your tub and slip and hit my head on your sink. There you go. And let's see what comes out of that. A bunch of crap. A bunch of crap, <laughs> including <laughs> blood. Myself. <laughs> Blowing myself up or something. Uh, and I mentioned, too, on the very first episode how they had the Ronald Reagan reference. Uh, you know, who's who's the president? Ronald Reagan. And the actor cracks that doc up and he doesn't believe him. And I said, remember when we do part three, there's another reference to it. Uh, by the time, of course, 1990, Ronald Reagan's been out of office for about over a year. Um, George Bush was in his second term, uh, sorry, second year as president. So they asked, actually asked Ronald Reagan if he would want to be the mayor of the town, return to acting in, in the series, which he's referenced before. But uh, he reluctantly turned it down, and the part ended up going to Hugh Gillen instead, whoever Hugh Gillen is. But he didn't <laughs> play the mayor. So he actually, that would have been incredible. That would have. If that would have been like one of the greatest cameos of all time, aside from, I guess, Zombieland or right. X-Men First Class. But uh, and in this movie, the DeLorean actually makes the largest leap through time, as far as dis uh, time, I guess not years, distance. Right? Yeah, it goes uh, one hundred years, one month, twenty days from September seventh, eighteen eighty five, all the way to October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five. And we mentioned too, the series is full of firsts. The first Back to the Future was Billy Zane's first movie ever. The second one was Elijah Wood's first movie ever. Uh, this one was actually the first and only time. Christopher Lloyd had an on-screen kiss. Wow. Yep, that's true. With Clara Clayton. So that, Clara Clayton. That's historic. That's Christopher Lloyd's only on-screen kiss. And I forgot to mention, too, because we talked about... Oh, I hit the line. Because <laughs> <laughs> you called me... We mentioned we talked about Christopher Lloyd before uh, on the first episode. He was also an Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Awesome movie. I remember that one. We talked about it during Lethal Weapon. And you said, Angels in the Outfield. Like, he was oh, the head angel. Yeah. yeah. We're always watching. Great film. But, uh, yeah, so Christopher Lloyd got him a kiss. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> they cut the love scene out, thankfully. That just would have been awkward. Oh, Emmett! Oh! <laughs> you want me to go back in time and do it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would really help for some of the inconsistencies that I've had on this podcast. And just, I'll be right back. <laughs> Don't fuck up this line. And Michael Landon was not an airwolf. <laughs> Young me. Yeah. Well, you really did get to go back in time with that one, pretty much. Yeah, basically, since it's not cool. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, too, because there's, there's several time travel movies, but only one ever talks about, like, you know, the... Fi- well, they all kind of some of the physics, but one only talks about, like, the physics of the same matter being yourself in the past, occupying the same space, like, 
if you're here, can you touch yourself? Could the same matter be mm. in the same? Which is John Claude Van Damme's Time Cop, which mm. is very important to the plot of the movie, but also it's... interesting. Not that I want to have a scientific discussion right now, but you know, <laughs> they all deal with different things. Like you know, he can't interfere with the time. This one's more about timeline interference, uh, which Time Cop is too. But also like you know, when the villain Ron Silver goes back, he's like talking to himself. He's like, "Don't fucking touch me." You're like, you know, same matter can occupy the same space. They turn into a gelatinous CG blob. And but what about force applied? Like in terms of, you remember when he hit, he opened the door. This is in the second movie. Yeah, and hit himself. Hit himself. What is that? But he didn't touch himself. But he applied force. That. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> let me get. Let's uh get a Ouija board and talk to Carl Sagan or Einstein. <laughs> See what they have to say about the the physics of it. But it's always interesting, like, because usually when there is a time travel movie, they tend to focus on one aspect of it. Because otherwise, you tend to like, lose people, or you, or you, or you have to be like this series, and think it like yeah. this is happening for a reason. Because in this film, this is going to be referenced, and it's all going to come together immaculately. We forgot to mention a cast member. Oh, Flea. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, needle. To... No. Oh yeah. Needles. Needles. Yeah. yeah. Wait. What else was he in? He was also in. Uh, it was a Charlie Sheen movie. Oh, um, the one with uh, the chase. Was, yeah, with Christy Swanson, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, that, 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 there we go. Where yeah. were you all? Where were you on that one? <laughs> Last. <laughs> Let's go get the DeLorean and fix that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I told you, I mentioned uh, at the end of the, I think the first Back to the Future episode, how there's only three, and they, they didn't revisit it. They didn't make another sequel. The Chris Floyd always said he was open to doing another one, and he imagined Marty and Doc going back to ancient Rome for whatever reason, which, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense unless, like, you know, oh, McFlyacus. Because they really want to fuck shit up. Tenonicus, do not stab Caesar, or, you know, whatever the, however they tied in. Gotta go back to Rome to fix something. <laughs> but uh, in the mid-'90s, there was talk about another one, a plan. There was actually plans. It was in the, the talking in idea brainstorming phase I guess for Back to the Future 4 one of the discussed plots would have involved Doc and uh, his family going to Roswell New Mexico in 1947 thus the time machine crashes and that's uh, you know the yeah. UFO and everything uh, but with Michael J. Fox only appearing in, like as a cameo not even like one of the main characters which I don't think would have worked because that's their interaction and their story is it's complete like you really thank God they have not touched Back to the Future yet knock on wood uh, except in video game form yeah which is fine you know, because you don't have to play that, so to speak. You know, it's not like I don't know. Or you don't. Have it's not like to the Star Wars games to where like you have to play them to know what's happening, mm-hmm. or it's it's there if you want to explore it. Right. So to speak, I guess. I'm trying to talk myself out of a corner. Uh, <laughs> in the early 2000s, uh, Michael J. Fox talked about doing another one as well, uh, saying, but he wanted to be more so for Marty to be a mentor to another time traveler, to where you know, again, almost in a sense, a cameo, passing the torch, basically, which hopefully they haven't done. Or uh, we'll never do. Mm. I guess maybe ten years from now we'll be seeing Back to the Future, two, the remake with, who knows, a god awful <laughs> actor they'll have, remaking it and Shia. shitting all over it. Shia He'll be end up being Doc or something by then, like yeah, because he's older. Anyway, but th- Bieber this is... first acting role. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh man, I would literally then. I want to be Marty McFly. I would then re- start reading all of Stephen Hawking's books to devise a way to go back in time and stop that from happening. Mark my words, I would do it. But uh, an 80, another 80s icon, Michael Winslow, not related to Carl Winslow from Family Matters, but of course the uh, uh, 
what was his name in Police Academy? Shit. The sound dude from Police Academy. The sound guy. <laughs> made all that sound. Shit. I can see him, like, so well. And they're talking Damn, to him. Mahoney, Hightower, Tackleberry. What was his damn name? And Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael Winslow, the sound <laughs> effects guy. Uh, but anyway, he did the sound effects for Michael J. Fox's feet during the breakdancing sequence hmm? in part what? three. So that was all hmm. Michael Winslow's sound effects from his mouth. That's and, nuts. And of course, uh, he's also the technician in Spaceballs, which Daniel hasn't seen, Wait. but he will eventually see. Wow. I watched Spaceballs. Oh, you did? In school. Oh, so but in that was before grade. you saw Star Wars. Wait, so you had no school. idea what the hell they were making yeah. fun of. How the hell did you watch that in school? We watched it in eighth grade when we were uh, in my PE. Didn't that have cursing and all yeah. that stuff? I'm just <laughs> say fuck in that movie. Yeah. I'm sure he, he did something. I, I guarantee you I watched it. Yeah, maybe it was a TV version. He recorded it off of TBS or something. Sorry. Yeah, I had to watch commercials. He's <laughs> our PE coach and basketball coach. Like, I wish, uh, I have a VCR DVD combo. I wish, like, but it doesn't work. Like, the VCR, like, just doesn't do it. But I have, like, tons of old VHS tapes I haven't thrown away oh yet because they gosh. have old episodes of Dino Saucers, uh, all those old cartoons I would record to watch it, Bucky O'Hare, He-Man, and, like, and Thundercats and all that kind of stuff. But I love watching them. I used to watch them because when I had to work in VCR. But it was so much fun watching them to see the toy advertisements and, like, oh, my God, I remember yeah. wanting that so bad. <laughs> And like, or like, you know, coming soon to theaters and like Back to the Future Part 2 or, you know, whatever you know, movie was big. Like, that's a real blast of the past. Like, when you're watching like that stuff, <laughs> it's always fun. But I, I need a VCR to watch them now. Because, like, I also, actually, for our Christmas episode, I was looking for like some of the toy commercials beforehand for some of the toys I want to talk about. But I couldn't find any of the old awesome commercials. Crossfire commercial or something. That was like in the 90s, wasn't it? Still. A, I mean, still, still an epic commercial. Crossfire! <laughs> they're floating on the pieces <laughs> that game sucked it that did game suck was, you're yeah. gay it, I thought it I played it like just like five years ago awesome. and it was bad uh, the thing mm. is you would win if your Maybe opponent the had the, the like the four point piece because it was lighter Yeah, and it would go for, like if you hit it if you hit it a couple times we never had an there. opponent I mean, we never had like you. No, you what are you talking about? You didn't own your piece. It was you tried to get both the pieces. Oh, huh, that's funny. Mm. We played it. We picked what you know. We had no, a piece. We, and we, we had to didn't. get our piece. We had to, to keep our piece out of our yeah. end. Yeah, that's and get, the way I played it. We would put we ours it. in the middle, and y'all just played put two both. of them. Of course, you would want to defend it if yours got close, or if one of them got close to your yeah. base. We played it basically like mm. two puck air hockey. No, no. I don't know. I enjoy the only thing I didn't like about it is when somebody would hoard the little the BBs oh, and wait for you to run out of ammo. Exactly, and then you <laughs> had no. they just play defensively the whole time, just mm. one shot to keep it away. And exactly. Oh, there we go. The ultimate challenge. I like that game a lot. I played it with Michael and Matt and things like that. See, look, if you the the piece with the it doesn't isn't like a. Octagon yeah. pointed star, ninja like, star thing. Yeah. Triangle. That was like, way easier to get to the end. Yeah. They, this should be like a sport now. Like, <laughs> but and they, it's done like exactly like this. Yeah. Now, yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, it was five years ago. Was I wasn't yeah. a kid playing it? Yeah. That's the. I think that was the problem. It was, it was awesome as a kid. <laughs> okay. Well, there was. A, I mean, the way. Again, like like you know, there's there was. The strategy was ba- for Crossfire is basically being an asshole. Yeah. You know, it's not like as Hungry Hungry Hippo is to where it's all asshole. just hit that fucking thing as fast as you can and hope you, that they bounce. You can into be your an mouth. asshole in that too, if you if you bang it loud, like loud enough, 
not loud enough, but hard enough to where it affects kind of you can kind of tilt it a little, which you hitting it so <laughs> oh. hard. Uh, I'm never playing board games with you again, Daniel. You know uh, a little no, announce the. There's there's the like, like shark attack. You know how, how that you, works. Okay, explain to me how you cheat in that game because it wasn't in a dice roll to how you move. Why don't you roll quick and then have a little trouble handing that dice off to the next person? Oh, you are the biggest dick. No, I'm not <laughs> saying I played like that. I'm saying there's ways to cheat in any type of game. I never heard of Shark Attack. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, there it is right there. You you kind of course, had, I, I you, love you sharks. So had to roll. With the automated shark. Yeah. yeah. You kind of had to roll it and then you rolled yours. So you roll yours real quick. And you keep moving it. Yeah. This shark is like a maniac. That game was so awesome. Yes, I love that game. Oh, uh, and then you slowly hand it off to somebody? Oh, That's mean. <laughs> I don't like playing with Daniel. He keeps the dice and just holds it. I love that angle. The Jaws angle. Fucking Megalodon. Jesus Christ. How many people did it just kill when it bit that cruise ship in half? Remember the uh, There's only one lifeboat going away from it. <laughs> yeah. There were casualties. Many, many casualties. Jesus. Remember wow. that, that That commercial's still better than any sci fi shark movie. That tooth gator where you had to take out a tooth. Oh yeah, or oh, it'd snap yeah. on you. And yeah. one of them was a It was like yeah. operation, but if you jiggle it too much it would <laughs> But anyways. Oh Mr. Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> no. Mr. Bucket. Balls for balls, balls my mouth. Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth, they will pop. Alright, let's go. <laughs> well, that was all the trivia I had, so it was great talking about 80, 80s board games. It was a Back to the Future video game. Did either of you play that? Oh, for NES? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I, I could not I couldn't get past the second level. Really? The first level, you were skateboarding very badly. Right. Every level was timed with your picture fading. In the first level, you had to skateboard horizontally, like across the screen. Like a, uh, it, was a, it was a bad TNC surf design to where it was mm. not fun. The second level, it was like root beer tapper. We had to slide root beers... Down the bar to board the bullies off, something oh. similar like that. Because yeah, that's what Marty does. Yeah, yeah. gives them. Yeah, he gives them back booze. off, Billy. <laughs> Let me throw some root beers at you. You sure it's supposed to not be the chocolate milk? Like you it did? could be. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I said horizontal, but it's actually vertical. But yeah, I mean, this looks nothing like. Oh, you collect clocks. Yeah, and you can ext- see your picture fading. You can get your oh, picture right. back. That's all coming back to me now. Oh, jeez. It sucked. Oh. It's, it's something that you would see like on one of those free guy. iPhone pro, games though. nowadays. That's awful. Yep. Oh, and if you hit one thing you weren't supposed to, it's like, you know, life gone. Back to the beginning. Brutally hard. What's that I theme song, it. too? It sounds just like the, uh, the orchestral <laughs> score. Oh, wait, was there two? Or did he die, or did it... No, he beat the level. And okay, maybe there was two. Keeps going. I know the next ver- like the next part is where you're like slinging root beers or chocolate milks, whichever Jeez, you prefer. Keeps going. Oh, here is we go. Is that it? Mm. Yeah. Oops. It sucked though. It sucked. There it is. Oh, and no soundtrack during this part, huh? Okay, he didn't even hit that dude. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's chocolate milk. Man. I don't know. Does it have foam? Maybe he blew in with a straw. <laughs> Maybe it's chocolate root beer. <laughs> root beer float. <laughs> Split the difference. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. The game sucks. 
Yeah. I mean, as I mean, it's that you know, movie licensed games always have an uphill battle because of right. even back in that day, like. Well, the one that recently came out is pretty decent looking. Mm-hmm. It looks all, like I love the art, the style of it. Like, a it's a game you could just watch though. That's what's great about it. You definitely have to check that out on the on the you on the YouTube's. Yep. But Daniel, anyways, you given your score for all th- or the previous two. Now let's talk about the third one. What did you think? Of, what was your score for the third one? Uh, the score I would have gave it is about an eight point four. Liked it just a little bit less than the first one. I liked it more than more the second. second. Yeah, because you had seven point nine for the second, and then wasn't it? No, uh, the second one I had seven point eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Dare I? Eight point five, seven point eight, eight point four. There you go. Uh, what would you give it? I'd give it like a nine. I think that's because uh, I say the second one was like eight point nine. Mm. This would be a nine. The first was like nine point five. Cause it's yeah. so good. Uh, I, but I really just I, I really can't say which one I I, I can. My, of course, based on my ratings, there's a rank like a, which one is which. But they're all they're all go to, they're all like part of one story. So it's like it's just that which far you know, from each other. It's like which uh, I was gonna say which Lord of the Rings you like better because it's all one story. But that's not a fair comparison. But it's this is literally a movie that goes from point A in a big circle back right back to point A. Mm-hmm. So it's all you know it's all for the whole story. You have to watch all three. You know they really only yeah. the first one stands alone. And even then, it's you know like you gotta come back to the future. It has to do with your kids. And then, and that, so you necessarily don't have to see the second two. Dick, I don't which, want to know about his kids. Yeah, fuck his kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids usually screw everything up. Like I'm always say when they add a kid to a movie. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, obviously based on the grosses, most people didn't see the second or third one. As many yeah. didn't. So there, are, you know, like 10, 50 million people out there that didn't go see part two or three or part two, and then a hundred million or so that didn't go see part three. So. But all in all, what a series. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. So now we can talk about all three together. <laughs> Since we're now on the third one and about to wrap it up. So what are some of your high points of it? I just love the different sets for each one, mm-hmm. considering you know the different hill valleys in, in each time period. It's awesome to me. Mm-hmm. I always do these big old far shots and... So much detail. I always like the same shot too. Like yeah. they reference in all of them. So you you see the scale like in the first one where he goes and it's just being developed and has that same rising shot when he skateboarded through the beginning mm-hmm. and then in the future it goes up to <laughs> see the highway and everything and um, the third one it's that ranch town it goes over the sign and shows that it's just like the progression of well, to me just I started liking Doc way more and more as the, mm-hmm. as the movies went on. Yeah, and I think uh, especially like we're talking about. I think you mentioned, but just in three, that's where he becomes almost the main character because it is all about him. It's Marty goes back, and the first one he goes back to get you know almost by accident, and he has to set it right and then save Doc mm. in the end. You know, even though that's really not the main focus, it's more about him getting kinda... back to the future, not so much saving Doc. And then the second one, it's like okay, it's now I gotta save. Mistake. I gotta correct the mistake mm. from the future, and then it, but then it goes down. You know, it makes a loop around that with the the uh, almanac and everything. And then the third one's basically, you know. Doc saved me in the past, you know, his old young self saved me and all this and brought, you know, did all this for me. Now I got to save him from dying at the, uh, getting killed by Bad Dog Tannen. So then it really puts the focus more on Doc, but then also they throw in the love story and how it's not Clayton Ravine now, it's Eastwood Ravine because yeah. he was on the train <laughs> when it went off the, the tracks and everything. And Even though he stole the train, they still named it after him. Yeah. <laughs> Notorious Outlaw. <laughs> uh, now, they were nice about it. Though, yeah. They stole but, it. But the, <laughs> 
But now let's talk about the the the, the future that you know, like yeah. the the ramifications of Marty. Okay, now he goes in the first one. He goes back in time. His mom hits on him like, "Wow, this dude's cute." Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you you have a kid. You know, I'll have a kid within a few years. You know, so in ten years we'll still, you know, excuse me, they'll be dating. You know, you know, not dating, no. not dating. Excuse me, but in 15, <laughs> 20 years they'll still, 25. you know, when you're <laughs> as when you're an adult and you see your daughter how she looks. And if she looked like somebody that you thought was, or you recognized from your past, once you re- you're like, you look just like that dude that yeah. you know was that strange boy that or girl that came around briefly <laughs> and then well, vanished like, without a trace. Calvin Klein. Because he made a pretty big impact on my life. Yeah, really. Yeah. He got me and your dad together. You know, his father's never like, and why? And why is Marty's name still Marty? If they're getting together, let's name him after the man that got us together. Let's name our first child Marty. Right, at the they birth, wait at, for the third kid. Exactly, she's like Marty. It's well, such a nice name. Yeah, but not that's nice all she for my said. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> didn't say like, oh, that's the best name ever. She just said, "That's a nice." Or why isn't his older brother named Calvin? You know, or maybe they yeah. said, "Let's name the first one Calvin." Then they they should have did. They should have did. Yeah, a junior one, like j- something junior. Yeah, and then had the girl and be like, "Okay, next one we have is blah blah blah." But he's like, you know, you look, you know, you look just like because if I, if I had a if. Uh, I had a kid and it looked just like somebody I, I, that had crossed my path. You look, what the hell? Mm. Hmm. And he was hanging around a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you going to that guy, that your neighbor, that our neighbor's house anymore. Or bring me along. I want to see what's going on here. So get an almanac. I'm surprised not many people question how they got together, like Doc and Marty. Yeah. From the beginning, they did after the trilogy came out and they interviewed the uh, the writer and said like, everybody. Uh, said Doc was crazy, and that's why Marty was attracted to that. He wanted to be a bad boy, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting a job. You know. But I'm surprised more people don't question, like, well, how about a prequel or something like that? I can see that. I mean, I just always assume Marty knew him because he wanted to go play guitar. Oh, in front of yeah. The, the world's largest the amplifier. Speaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just took. I mean, you know, that's a good valid point. I see that yeah. now. So it does lead to some pondering. But also, if there's a, in this town there's this legendary... Notorious outlaw who stole a train and drove it off a thing called Clint Eastwood. Does Mrs. Eastwood still name their child Clint? Is Clint Eastwood now named after himself from a different timeline? Or yeah. is he like, I don't want to name our child after that notorious outlaw Clint Eastwood. Let's yeah. name him Ralph. Ralph Eastwood. Or something different. And then maybe and then Clint. he doesn't get the job because yeah. maybe someone doesn't like him. <laughs> and we don't have Ralph. Clint Eastwood. There was no one forgiven or Million Dollar Baby or yeah. Gran Torino. Or the person that had his roles ended up being, I don't know, who's a, who was an actor? Jack Nicholson was the man with no name. Yeah. Hey, draw your gun, partner. Or whatever. That's just Western butterfly Nicholson. Butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so much that could happen. Like, Yeah, just the way it is. But I guess it would explain any UFO sightings in the area. Because they kind of played that off on the first one. But the Doc's on the train with the hoverboard. Surely some like Indian saw him floating. floating the white head, the white-haired god, has come back. <laughs> some ramification down the road. I'm sure there's like a cave painting of a, a man carrying a woman to the heavens, <laughs> on a pink board, or something or other. But uh, hmm. I think they ended it perfectly, and uh, and also it's kind of sad at first too when they come back. He's on the train tracks, and then the train destroys the time machine. So it's like you know Doc's still back there, but then of course you know I mean, the train's coming. They almost hit him. Yeah. You know what if it. <laughs> what if they were on the track looking at like out of time then splat <laughs> <laughs> the, no that's the, that's in the fourth one where Doc has to 
stop, you know, stop it's like the part two version of one. It's the two to one to where yeah. he's like not it's interfering the... with it, but delaying them just in the right amount of time. Yeah. He's like, go to, to the train and say, like, no, wait, hold this stop for like another five minutes. Okay, go. You know, and then the train goes. and Or he's at that stop line. He's, <laughs> he's at the like little the... box holding <laughs> oh, it on red. <laughs> Longer. Like, it's just, the end, and it's touching at the end too. You know, he gives, he gives him the picture. Uh, of him and uh, Marty by the clock, and then he's got you know he's got a kid now, and he's they fly off to who knows where, what time. Hopefully, not fucking anything up for the world in ancient Rome yeah. or something. Like what I could, oh, I could see it now. One of his kids is a bungling idiot, and like knocks over the hemlock poison for Socrates, and Socrates lives because Socrates lives. The Roman Empire thrives, and we're all Romans now, or some. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, you know, that, that's how you know that's how it would happen. Like, Vern, get back here, boy! Oh no, Dad, I dropped this, or I knocked over the Ark of the Covenant. Get up, <laughs> Spilled please. out all this shit, and now he put sand in it. So that when Indiana Jones opens it, nothing happens, and he's a Nazi prisoner for the rest of his life. And Marion gets raped, and the Nazis rule. Yeah, the world. Crossing so, movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what would happen. In the, if, if Raiders of the Lost Ark was made in Nazis one, it'd be like. And this is how we got the the Ark of the Covenant. That, that's not even Russian. That's wrong. That's, that's, I mean, not Russian. That's German. not even German. This is how we got the Ark of the Covenant because of the bungling fool from the time traveler. I don't know. Whatever. Wunderbar. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I should just channel Christopher Waltz there. Yep. That might have helped much. a little bit. But uh, yeah, that wraps it up for Back to the Future. So Daniel, you've seen. You haven't seen all the Indiana Joneses, correct? You haven't seen Raiders. You've seen Crusade. <laughs> There's one you haven't seen Temple of Doom. Yep. Okay. I've seen Temple of Doom. Well, you you've seen three of them, but yeah. just not the the appropriate three. Yeah. You've exactly. seen one that you should. Seen one, memory. three, and four. Gotcha. So oh, you haven't boy. seen that one yet, but you've seen all the Matrixes. Correct. Yeah. So you've seen that trilogy. You've seen the Lord of the Rings. I know that. Yep. You've seen Star Wars. You've now seen Back to the Future. Yep. So you've pretty much, with the exception of the middle Indiana Jones, which is technically a, few, a prequel. Uh, Die Hards, Lethal Weapons, which you've Karate seen. Karate Kid. Karate yeah. Kid. Oh man, a lot of trilogies. Neca Guns a trilogy, but you've seen arguably the best three. Yeah. So, of let's say Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Which trilogy do you Lord like? Lord of the Rings. The most. That's the one you like the most. Yeah. Which I understand because you saw them when they came out. They were. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. What would you say second? That's what I'm more curious to see. There's others. Jurassic yes. Park, Pirates. I'm just looking. Well, Jurassic Park's gonna be a four from what they're saying. Yeah, soon. that's true. Superman was a trilogy, or beyond a trilogy. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with it. I really like Karate Kid, honestly. Mm-hmm. One and two were I didn't really like. I like, know, uh, I didn't two care for awesome. three. I didn't care for. Th- two three, was, three was okay, but to me. Well, I mean, after one and two, it's just like. One is a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Two's really good. Komiko is awesome. For your birthday, we'll do Karate Kid oh, on the good. podcast so you can gush on it. <laughs> and so, and speaking of Ralph Macchio, he read for. Uh, oh, it was something recent that he read for. I was like, oh god, like I can't believe that if he was in that movie. I wish he was in Forty Old Virgin. It'd be funny. <laughs> he did that movie back in the day. Yeah, I'll have to think about it and get back with you. Dark Knight's a trilogy. Forgot about that. Oh, one. That's true. Which, you, well, whenever he sees rises, I can ask about that. You're not gonna get any of the Bane jokes or anything. I, I'll be... watch it soon. I'll get you soon. Okay. Well, that'll be your Back to the Future segment when you finally watch Dark Knight Rises. Anyway, for this week's Back to the Future segment in our last Back to the Future episode. We didn't really think beforehand what to talk about, so what's been going on lately, guys? <laughs> Seen any good movies lately? 
Daniel, I know I you, saw, watch... you saw a trilogy recently. <laughs> Several films. Yeah. A couple of days ago, we did, me and my wife uh, tried to watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's got pretty good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty good reviews on IMDb. I hated it. Wow. That's strong. That's, that's pretty, well, I disliked it very much. <laughs> I don't like, I hate it, but it's just boring as hell to me. That's what I've heard, and it's based on a book, I believe, and I heard a lot of people were saying, like, or maybe it's a series of books. God, it was so boring. I just, we didn't I've even finish that. it. Hmm. I just read the, sna- the rest of the synapses on IMDb just to just, find out. Just to see what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I had it, like, to, able to watch for a while, and just, like, I never had the desire to, I wanted to see it, but I just yeah. never put it in. I just did not care for it. Well, I saw, what did I see recently? I saw Lincoln, which was, <coughs> yeah, I don't think it's best picture, but it was good. Daniel Lewis is awesome. Like he tells stories in it. Mm-hmm. He just like has that character. He's amazing. Like he'll probably win Best Actor. Although I think Hugh Jackman should get it, my opinion. Mm. But uh, we'll wait till that discussion closer to the Oscars. But uh, yeah, what else did I see? Oh, we saw Django, which we already talked about. Uh, saw Zero Dark Thirty. What'd you think? I didn't like it. Hmm. It it was it was more exciting to me to read the Wikipedia article after I watched the movie <laughs> about the actual raid, just the details that they had. And it's just I don't see the big deal about it. Yeah, my, that's my just my opinion. I mean, yeah, it was the way it got Ben Laden, but it was just like the way it plays out. It's just like you kind of you know. First of all, you know it's going to end already. Does it? Does it? It wouldn't hold twenty years from now as much. I don't think so. I think I mean you know it, what I mean. Like, is it good for the time? Well, well like I think, right I think now, that's what, I think that's the only reason it's nominated is because it's a current film. Like, it's it's a relevant film. It's kind of the does Heath Ledger win. Oscar if he's alive. Yeah, one of those discussions. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think it's a. I mean, I'm not. I'm not hating on the movie. It's not a bad film, but I was just like, you know, it's like, you know, the commercials for like best of the, you know, every yeah. commercial is like people, time, Rolling Stone. I'm like, really? Like, that's that's the movie. I like the. Uh, there's a movie with, uh, I forget his name now, young Howard Stark and Captain America uh, called The Devil's Double, about uh, one of Saddam Hussein's sons. Which again, it's based on a true story. Dominic Cooper, I think, is his name. I can't remember. Uh, but that movie was incredible. Like, you know, of course, it takes uh, liberties with a true story. Uh, but that was a more that was a relevant film, which I was enthralled with. Amazing performances and a good story about something I had no clue of. Whereas uh, in Zero Dark Thirty, we because of we live in a media a news media a media ran society pretty much that it's just like we knew most of everything that they're showing except. You know, they just they give it a face with Jessica Chastain. She was a great actress in it. It's yeah. not badly acted. It's not badly shot. It's well directed. It's just, eh. I didn't walk out of it knowing anything or feeling, you know. I'm just like, eh. I saw a lot of better. <laughs> I saw many films this year that were better. So mm. I just don't see the what the deal about it is. But of course, I'm I'm honestly sick of any kind of modern warfare type stuff. Not to throw Call of Duty in there, like the modern <laughs> warfare. But it's just like I'm just I'm. We've been so inundated with that, especially since 9-11. A lot of, like, modern movies, war movies and games and everything, if they want to have that modern approach, and it's just, like, it's run its court. Just like World War II in video games. Mm-hmm. You know, Private Ryan comes out, and, you, and, like, you get 50 other World War II movies, and it's all kind of cashing in on that craze, so to speak. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm tired of it. But that's just me. Send your thoughts to AsiaRevisited at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, and also, uh, reach us there with any questions, comments, death threats, Corrections, we're open for them. I misspeak all the time. And then also check us out on Facebook at Awesome Podcast Network, and then also on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts. 
And also, we are on the Awesome Podcast Network, which has one show on hiatus and one indeterminate. Indeterminate. <laughs> but uh, it's also the home of Geekly Dose, which is uh, uh, Stephen Ocitelli and Tim Bridgewater. Uh, Stephen has recently moved to Seattle. Uh, sorry to lose him, but they are working on ways to continue the podcast, so we look forward mm-hmm. to that. So stay tuned to hear our uh, days visited for news on that, but also subscribe to it on iTunes and Stitcher so when a new episode pops up, you get that little red one popping up next to it. Like, oh shit, new Geekly Dose, hell yeah. Click play. But yep. in the meantime, you know, revisit their old episodes and our old episodes. It's also Duo Attack, which is Jesse Sidgley and Justin Owens, and just anytime go back and every any and everything hero clicks so you can go back listen to it might have something on a piece or the set that just came well that came out then, then. but <laughs> yeah you can put a lot of good info on the rules yeah. too and as a new player to the game myself like i still listen to some of the old ones and learn or refresh on some of the things that justin covers as being a judge and y'all go over so it's always informative and can let you know some things you didn't or remind you of some things you forgot so it yep. works works out well and of course we are still having a contest we still haven't gotten any concrete entries in it everybody's guys you can literally win a game here just send us something random because everybody's everybody, we appreciate you saying you like us and you enjoy the podcast and everything we're flattered we appreciate it but we want to give this away it's free stuff just think of a segment that you'd like to see on the show whether or not we implement it at this point if you just send a suggestion for the show we'll shoot it out to you so in addition to saying we love the podcast do this movie blah 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 just say hey do a segment on you know Daniel's uh, I don't know. I was going to say something dirty. but See, I it's hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I didn't, I'm doing it on the spot here. If I had three weeks to think about it, like all our loyal listeners, I might could do something. Yeah, but uh, the prize up for grabs is a Prestige Edition Modern Warfare 3. Don't listen to what I've previously said. It's a great game. It's awesome. Modern Warfare is a great series, and you know, Modern Warfare is the coolest thing right now. I want to win the it. The setting. Uh, cast and crew of Awesome Pocket Network are ineligible for this prize. <laughs> I quit then. Nah. Okay, well, I'll send in a suggestion. We'll hire you back afterwards, right, to be fair. Right. Yeah, but just send in a suggestion for the show uh, as far as the segment goes, just to see what you guys are thinking, because uh, recently I had the Back to the Future segment to kind of tie the podcast into modern times as we come back from the future to the modern era. So just send that to our email, 80revisit.gmail.com, and we'll see what happens. And next week will be it's a special week for those of us out there who are fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have a significant other and if you're lonely I apologize for rubbing salt in your wounds but we'll be doing for Valentine's Day Daniel would you care to, to tell our loyal listeners we're going to be doing When Harry Met Sally ah yes the Billy Crystal Meg Ryan classic who can forget that one scene I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> you haven't seen it so <laughs> so it is a completely virgin viewing for you correct yes good so that'll be wow. interesting to see but uh that'll love be the scene when you see it yeah, you'll 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 know. Okay. You'll you'll remember it being parodied in yeah, everything uh-huh. um, and whatnot. So, but until next week, everybody, don't forget to stay safe and listen to the Awesome Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah. But until next time, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. I'm Jesse Sedgley. Cow a great Scott Bunga. Back to you, future. Never. <laughs> Never gonna happen.
the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.